0: You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart.
1: Let's take you around the league with Steve Mariucci. Check him out tonight. NFL Total Access, 7 Eastern on NFL Network. Coach, we appreciate the time. How are you?
2: Hi, guys. I'm doing great. Uh, did you enjoy your summer? Uh, here we go. This fall is right here, isn't it? And Can't we wait.
1: We just enjoyed a quick trip to West Virginia. We were at the Greenbrier the last two days checking out the joint practices between the Texans and the Patriots. So, Steve, how do you see Houston's quarterback situation, Deshaun Watson, really pushing Tom Savage?
2: Wow, you know, I was watching that game the other day, his first, his first outing, and and I knew... Deshaun Watson okay he was an Under Armour All-American a few years coming out of high school that's a game that Herm Edwards and I coach he was one of those guys and then that took an interest in him of course and then setting him for the draft but I, he played better in the first game that I thought he was going to play I was very very impressed as to how he played it wasn't just about the stats but he he checked it down when he should he got out of the pocket and and you know, he threw the ball away when he should. He he escaped. He checked. He was in the huddle. He was under center. He did all the things that you know we want these young quarterbacks to do. That uh, play a little bit in the spread when they're in college. He did everything well. I was so impressed with him. I, I, I in fact I tweeted. Out, I said, you know what? They're going to have a hard time keeping this guy down because he is going to be a franchise quarterback in this league at some point. Now, Tom Savage is a guy that's got it right now. And I think he, too, is a good quarterback. You know, he knows what's going on a little bit better. They have a good pitching staff uh, with Brandon Whedon, too. I, 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 I think this is a heck of a team. And you know what, guys? For any of these quarterbacks to play with the number one defense in the league, right? The number one defense in the league. Plus, now you add a J.J. Watt healthy. Uh, that's comforting to know. You're never going to be too far
0: behind. Coach, when you speak about quarterbacks, obviously you, you know them best. Uh, you had a chance to be with Brett Favre, and you saw the maturation process with him in Green Bay. Uh, but when you look at players like the Joe Flacco's of the world, the Andy Dalton's of the world, those I like to call Joe Flacco a middle tier. Even though he got a Super Bowl ring, I still consider him as a, not an elite quarterback, but he's right on the bottom end of that, at the top end of the middle tier because ever since that defense left, which was a very good defense with Ray Lewis and and Ed Reed, had a phenomenal running game with with Ray Rice in the backfield. Ever since then, he's somewhat been a 500 quarterback. What's been the issues you've seen so far with Joe Flacco and his inability to be as consistent as he once was?
2: You know, they 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 pride themselves, Cordell, on being a great defense. That's just kind of how they do things over there. In fact, 15 out of the last 18 seasons, they've been in the top 10. They were in the top 10 last year. And then what? Here's you know what happens. You sign a quarterback to a huge contract, and it happens to everybody when your when your quarterback is goes from his rookie contract, which is which is not much in in today's day and age, to his big twenty million dollar a year contract or twenty plus million. You go short in other areas, and he since the in the last four seasons really is thirty one and thirty three and it's because he's playing with uh you know maybe not maybe not as much talent around him as he was when he was on his first contract. That's just the economics of it when you pay a quarterback that much money, you have to go short in some areas. It's unfortunate that Joe has got that back injury that he suffered, I guess in the weight room. They don't talk about exactly how, but boy do they need him desperately because they're a team that's got a chance. They've lost so many close games. 26 out of 32 games have been decided by in the last possession, can you believe that? And so, you know wow. they, you know they they've won some of them, but they've lost most of them. They got to know how to finish. But uh, Joe Flacco's got to get healthy. That's for sure.
1: Chatting with Steve Mariucci from NFL Network. So it's the Ravens Dolphins tonight. Let's move over to the Miami perspective. Steve, Jay Cutler joking he doesn't have to be in great shape because he's a quarterback. How smooth <laughs> do you think this transition is going to be considering Cutler played well for Adam Gase in Chicago two years ago?
2: <laughs> he did. I'm really going to watch this game hard because it's it's so interesting here. You know, he was going to be in the booth. He was going to be media, He's going to be one of us, right, guys? And I, I wonder if he said, uh, boy, this is going to require a heck of a lot of more work than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense if he's going to come back. Back to the league to come back with an Adam Gase um, now Ryan Tannehill's out I mean with surgery and, and you know what guys Adam Gase and Jay Cutler were good together they were pretty darn good together they know each other well from a play calling standpoint from a system standpoint Jay had some pretty darn good success with the Bears in 15 and and he was playing with a banged up football team and had one of his better years 92 passer rating but um and, and I think he's on a better team, at least on offense, uh, than he was with the Bears. So and then if you look at their schedule too, he's got a chance to start I don't know, five and two. I mean it's it's favorable in the first half first part of their schedule. They got a chance to win and get, get started on the right foot. I'm anxious to see how he plays them tonight. He probably has to protect them a little bit with play call, meaning I can't put this guy back seven steps very often because if he gets hurt, we're really screwed, right? And and uh, well, you got Matt Moore, but uh, you know you don't you don't spend ten million dollars plus some change with incentives uh, if if you're not intending to use the guy all year. So it's going to be fun to see how he starts, but I think he's going to be good in this offense.
0: You mentioned getting started off on the right foot. The Dallas Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott's he's in some hot he's in a hot mess of a situation. Um, that's not getting started off on the right foot, uh, with this Dallas Cowboys team that, that played very good last year, uh, have one of the tougher schedules in the National Football League, starting off with a team that swept them last year in the Giants. Um, how do you see this unfolding for them considering they do, they still do have backs by committee that can maybe help this team actually continue to play some good football?
2: People of running backs, as we would say, and Darren McFadden, you know, has been in the league a long time. He's got to stay healthy. Alfred Morris has been in the league. He's had some really good seasons and good games. He added Ronnie Hillman, the kid from over here at San Diego State. He's an Aztec, so they do have enough guys to get by through the preseason and maybe the first six games, if that's what it ends up. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the uh, Cowboys, what a what a season they had last year, right? With the right. With the two rookies and the entire team going, you know, twelve or thirteen and three, and and they were they were terrific. I don't know if they're going to be thirteen and three this year. I think the Giants, you mentioned, heck, the Giants have beaten them three in a row, right. and I think that division's up for grabs. I think Philadelphia is going to be better as well. And so, I I, I after losing a couple of offensive linemen and losing a lot of their secondary. I got a feeling Dallas might take a little step back. They're still a heck of a team. they got a lot of good coaches and players left, but I'm not not so sure if they're going to be as dominating as they were a year ago. They were fifth on offense and fifth on scoring offense and fifth on scoring defense for crying out loud last year. That's hard to do.
1: Steve, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for giving us a few minutes again today on the NFL on TuneIn. Okay,
2: guys, thanks for having me on.